Two TV Sports Double Take Podcast back. Tosh Myers, Jared Blinder here. We got our guest, Michael uh, Rexrum here, um, who did write the article about the best sports moments of our lifetime. We broke down our 10th through 6th uh, last episode. And uh, today we're here for the top five. And then also we're going to try to come to a to an agreement on, on the top 10 based on all of our lists. We'll see um, if we can agree on that. But um, to recap from last week, let's uh, let's all give what we had from our ten through our six options. Uh, Jerry, what you what you have? Yeah, so ten, I had American Pharaoh winning the Triple Crown. Number nine, the Bruins winning the 2011 Stanley Cup. Number eight, the '98 Jordan Bulls, the Jordan shot over Byron Russell, the shot over the push, uh, his sixth ring, pretty iconic. Seven, I had the Cubs winning the World Series, breaking the curse. And six, I had the Auburn kick six against Alabama. Mike, what about you? 10, I had the 2016 World Series with the Cubs winning. Um, nine, I had the 2008 Olympics 4x100 U.S. Relay. Eight was the 2013 Iron Bowl or the kick six. Seven was the 2015 Super Bowl with the Malcolm Butler pick. And six, I had the NBA Finals Game 7 with the Cavs beating the Warriors. Tosh, how about you? Yeah, so number 10, I had Tiger, 2008 U.S. Open at Torrey Pines with the broken leg. Uh, number nine, the 2016 Wisconsin Final Four beating an undefeated Kentucky team. Number eight, uh, Cubs winning the World Series in 2016. Number seven, the uh, Pats comeback in 2017 versus Falcons, 28-3. Uh, number six was the Giants upset over the undefeated Pats. Um, and and so, yeah, let's get into the top five. Uh, this is going to get good. Mike, what do you have as your uh, fifth? Number five, I have a, an event we covered pretty extensively last podcast, so we don't have to cover it too much, but it's the 2008 Super Bowl, as we discussed with the Giants pulling off the huge upset with the Pats um, when they were 18-0. and 0. Yeah, so that one we was, covered that quite a bit. Yeah, that one was a great upset. I think the best upset, Jerry probably disagrees with that, but best upset of our lifetime, I think, 12.5-point uh, favorites in the Super Bowl. Um, so I think that one that one deserves a spot in your top 10. Uh, hopefully it will make our overall top 10. Jerry might have something to say about that. Yeah, absolutely not. But my number five, since we're doing top fives now, is the Paul Pierce wheelchair game where it looked like he either tore his ACL or broke his ankle, uh, had to be carted off the floor of the garden. Uh, it was in the finals, game one, I believe, against the Los Angeles Lakers in 08. Um, just an absolutely iconic Boston sports moment. And so for that reason, Paul Pierce wheelchair game. Yeah, give me a little bit more background about that. I don't, I don't, so, I don't really recall it. Yeah, so according to Kendrick Perkins, it recently came out that Apparently, Paul Pierce was having a little bathroom emergency and uh, had to essentially go down and be wheeled out to uh, uh, basically use the bathroom discreetly. And so that was why he was able to come back just 15 minutes later, 20 minutes later, sprinting down the locker room. Um, but it really it really gave the fans life because um, they didn't know the situation. Everybody thought it could be a season-ending injury. And in the finals, when your best player goes down, I mean, it's pretty tough to win after that, especially in the NBA. Um, and so And so... That really gave gave the Celtics momentum and the belief that, that they could win it. Yeah, I feel like the Boston crowd loves stuff like that. It'll get them ri- all riled up. And uh, 
And yeah, so definitely not in my top 10, though. I don't think, uh, as much as Paul Pierce likes to hype himself up nowadays. Um, yeah, but you got to separate what he's doing on ESPN nowadays versus his playing days. Obviously, I'm not going to dispute with you that his analytical skills, I don't think they're top notch either. Um, but as a player, just one of the one of the best Celtics to put on the uniform. I I have to agree with Tosh on this one. I don't see Paul Pierce going to the bathroom as one of the top ten moments um, in our lifetime when it comes to sports. But I know you're a big Boston guy, Jerry. Hey, that's the last title we had, the 08 title. I know people don't like to talk it, talk about it uh, about that Celtics era as a dynasty because we did only unfortunately win that one championship. But hey, during that championship run, what do you think of? You think of the Paul Pierce wheelchair game, and so that for that reason, uh, that's the moment. Yeah, to be honest, I don't think too much about that Boston Celtics uh, <laughs> one-year dynasty. But um, all right, number five on my list is something I. It just bothers me that you guys don't have this on your list. Um, I think it just goes into the whole thing about like the East Coast bias and. Um, and just this Giants team, my favorite baseball team, and gets absolutely no love for winning three championships in five years, uh, modern-day baseball dynasty. And um, the moment that really summed it up the best was Madison Bumgarner's uh, 2014 World Series performance. Uh, let me give you some stats here, guys. Game one, seven innings, one run. Game five, nine innings, no runs. Um, and I was at that game, actually. And then Game seven came in in relief, um, came in in relief in, in the fifth inning through five innings, gave up two hits, no walks, uh, finished out the World Series in Kansas City. So it was on the road, five, basically a five inning save after he had thrown nine innings in game five and seven innings in game one, um, one World Series MVP, uh, basically secured the Giants dynasty. Um, why don't the Giants get more love? Well, you're a Giants fan. Um, I can make the opposite argument for Kurt Schilling on the 04 Sox when he basically saved that team and carried that team as well. I mean, yeah, he had a little help from PD and a great cast along with them, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, I think as a number one pitcher, you're expected to dominate in the postseason. So I think for that reason, obviously it was a great run, but I don't know that it necessarily needs to be on the top 10 list. I think Jerry's letting his bias get in the way a little here, but from my perspective, when I put together this list, I chose to focus more on moments rather than team dynasties. Otherwise that would have been reflected with the bulls certainly making it in 98 or a lot of the pats. Um, I will give you Madison Baumgartner had a great world series, but I, I just didn't see it fitting on my list in 10 events. Yeah. So I guess it's five. It's a five-inning save in the World Series, um, in a one-run game on the road. Not a, not a great moment. If I had to put ten performances in the last twenty years, that certainly would make it. It just didn't make my list of moments. But yeah, I, let me give. It you, was a great performance. Let me give you some stats on Bumgarner in the World Series. Um, career World Series stats: thirty-six innings. 14 hits, five Okay, blocks, wait, wait, stop right there. You just one, said career. Run. You said career right there. I mean, you're talking about a moment. This is a top 10 moment list. You can't have a career stat in any event on a top 10 moment list. That's, that's ridiculous. And Well, to me, this moment summed up the dominance of Madison Bumgardner and the Giants, unlike anything 
uh, we've seen really in modern day sports. 36 innings, one run, 0.25 ERA, summed up by finishing out 2014 series with a five run uh, shutout save in a one run game on the road in Kansas City in the game seven. That's unbelievable. Um, and, and I think it deserves a spot on anyone's list. Mike, what do you have at uh, number five? Um, number four, I have the 2019 Masters. I think we all have that on our list. Probably could have been a little higher. Um, I have a few really great events above that, but obviously a huge comeback for Tiger Woods. You know, he had been through it all. The scandal, going to rehab twice, um, two swing changes, the chipping yips. It was, you know, one of the best performances in comebacks in the history of sports, at least from a personal uh, aspect. You know, I actually have to agree with you there. I, I have this on four on my list as well, just because the top three are really hard to move uh, out of the way. Uh, but yeah, Tiger's comeback. I mean, I didn't, I was a little bit too young to see Tiger as prime Tiger. And so I had obviously seen the highlights and, you know, was familiar with how incre- like great he is. Um, but that to see him do it, especially at Augusta, um, once again in 2019 was just awesome to watch as a sports fan, as a golf fan. And, you know, of course, you know, as a Tiger fan as well. Yeah. I think that, uh, the comeback story here is just, you know, so remarkable. The fact that he was kind of, uh, he was pretty much thought as the greatest golfer of all time. Took about 10 years to get back. Um, came in, was playing pretty good golf and was in contention. He wasn't really leading though. Uh, got the whole 12 and the guys playing ahead of him were hidden in the water. He, he knew the crowd noise. And so he knew the wind was, was, uh, swirling up there and, and he just went for the safe shot and decided to put in the middle of the green. What? Um, and his, his knowledge really won him that, that masters. Um, let, and let me ask you guys this. Did, did Tiger win it or did Francesco Molinari blow it on the back nine? It's a tough question. Tiger certainly played good golf on the back nine, but Molinari did collapse. He had two doubles on the back nine. If I'm not mistaken, he doubled the par five 15th as well. Um, he didn't play very good. That's for sure. Yeah. I think Tiger, I, I think Tiger won it. Um, Molinari did really collapse, but, um, in golf, sometimes, you know, the smart play is to be conservative like Tiger was and just, and just, um, hit, hit the, hit the conservative shot. Don't take a bogey. Don't take a double bogey. Uh, sometimes you, you know, you got to play more aggressive, but that's kind of the game of golf. That's what you got to that's what you got to think about before the shot. So uh, I give Tiger all the credit on that. And that's why that one was ranked uh, number two overall for me. I think that was uh, one of the top, top uh, moments of this decade. Jerry, what did you have at, uh, at, at number uh, three? So at three, I have a, a three, one lead to being blown by your golden state warriors to the 2016 Cleveland Cavaliers led by LeBron, Kyrie, and, of course, Kevin Love. Um, everybody was writing off the Cavs that year, or after they were down 3-1, to one, not that year. They had a great team that year. Um, and, you know, obviously Draymond gets suspended game five. The Cavs win game six at home, and then anything can happen in uh, game seven. And then Mike Breen's call with the block by James, the chase down, um, goosebumps every single time I hear it. Uh, just, just one of the most improbable comebacks at the time. 
um, that we've ever seen. And so I think you can't have a top 10 list without this moment. Um, and, and arguably this could be, could be even higher. Yeah, I agree. I had it at number six. It, it certainly could have been higher. I got chills when you were talking about it with that chase down block. And a lot of people forget about the Kyrie Irving shot that he hit with under a minute that really sealed the deal. Yeah. On the right uh, side. Yeah, it, was, it was a, yep. Correct. Tosh, what do you make of that as a Warriors fan? That, that can't feel good for you. Yeah. So I, I mean, obviously it was a great performance by LeBron. Um, and I, and I respect them winning that championship. Well, what I just don't get is why is that moment any better than the three times the Warriors beat LeBron or um, any of the other finals LeBron has won? Um, well, they didn't come back from three to one. Well, I mean, the comeback the comeback was good, but at the same time, Draymond Green was suspended. Uh, Steph Curry was injured. He was playing, but he was injured. And that Warriors team didn't have KD. I mean, in my opinion, LeBron should have won that championship. He should have won the championship the year before. The year before, when he didn't have Kyrie and when he didn't have Kevin Love, when they were both injured. He had Matthew Dellavedova out there. Tosh, let's not discount, too, that they won 73 games that year, the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, if you're Golden State, it's inexcusable. LeBron put up 41 in Game 5 and Game 6 to bring them back and force a Game 7. Yeah, I, I don't discredit LeBron. He won that championship over the Warriors, um, and it was a great moment for LeBron in Cleveland sports. I don't have it in my top 10 because if I were to consider that in my top 10, I would have had to consider the the shot that uh, KD hit in LeBron's mouth the next year, um, as well as Steph putting up, I think, 42 in Game 5 the previous year. Um, and so I think... While LeBron did have a good finals for once, um, yeah, not in my top 10, just because I don't see it being any different than any of the other finals uh, this decade, um, other than the comeback, which was lucky because of Draymond Green being hurt. Um, but so I, you, I give LeBron credit. He, he won a championship uh, on Cleveland. So did you, do you have a different basketball moment up there? Yeah, so my basketball moment that I have uh, ranked fourth is the Ray Allen shot, Game 6, 2013, versus the Spurs. Um, I think, you know, this is one of the moments where, like, any sports fan can really remember where you were when you were watching this. Um, so let, let me take you through this. There was 19 seconds left. Monty Ginobili was at the free throw line. It was a two-point game. Spurs were up by two. He missed a free throw. Um, so, So you're looking at... About 19 seconds left, the Heat are down by three, uh, down 3-2 in the series. So if they don't win this, they're going to lose the series. Um, LeBron, who we were just talking about, chokes again, misses a three. Um, Bosch gets the rebound, though, and throws it to Allen in the corner. He makes the shot um, with about five seconds left. Game goes into overtime. Heat win. Heat win the next game. And I think this is really where LeBron's legacy kind of gets cemented as being one of the greats. If he didn't win this this one, um, he would only have, you know, one championship to this point. Um, he would really be known as someone who chokes in the finals. And I think this shot by Ray Allen really uh, cemented his legacy. Um, what, what, did you guys have this one on your list? I considered it. It's definitely an iconic moment, especially with the Mike Breen call. I think we can all remember it, the, 
the bang as he always yells out, but that one's particularly memorable. I considered it. It didn't quite make my list, but how about you, Jay? Yeah, I considered it. I actually had it in honorable mentions just because I have a little bit of a Boston bias, as you might have picked up on. That was uh, the year after he left the Celtics in a heartbreaking fashion. We, you know, everybody wanted him to resign, keep the big three together in Boston. And he didn't just leave Boston. He went to the team that was the Celtics main rival at the time. Uh, you know, LeBron and the Celtics had been going back and forth for years prior. And to see, to see him do an enemy turn like that, reminds me of uh, when Johnny Damon left, left the Red Sox to go to the Yankees. And it's just, it, you know, I can't, I can't have that moment on that list just, just for that reason. Yeah. I think that, I mean, the shot of Allen of the ball leaving his hand with, I think all, you know, all the white Miami uh, t-shirts, the playoff shirts in the, in the crowd and in the ball going in uh, perfect swish from one of the greatest shooters ever uh, cementing one of the greatest players ever's legacy um, definitely makes my top um, top list there. Um, and so Mike, what's next on your list? I have the 2004 ALCS game four at number three. Jerry will like that one. You really have to include that. I think it's definitely the best comeback, at least in terms of series is in all of sports. Um, David, Dave Roberts, excuse me, with the stolen base, really keyed the comeback in that one in the ninth inning. Mariano Rivera's on the mound. Best, com- best relief pitcher of all time, in my opinion. They're able to tie it up, and then David Ortiz hits a iconic walk-off home run that really starts the comeback. Um, yeah, so turns you it around for the Red Sox. So you have that moment at three. I actually have that a little bit higher at two. I'll just reveal that now. Um, yeah, I, every single time you mention the Dave Roberts steal, anytime you see the replay, I think every Red Sox fan winces and thinks the umpire is going to call him out. That's like the closest bang-bang play at second I think I've ever seen. Um, I mean, you can obviously debate that too, but that's for another time. Um, if Dave Roberts doesn't steal second, I mean, we're not, the Red Sox still might not have won the subsequent world series. Um, and so that moment is absolutely iconic to me and new England sports fans. Um, and so I, I absolutely have to include that the Oh four Red Sox on there. And yeah, game four, you picked an absolutely great moment for that. David Ortiz, uh, what, who I think is one of the most clutch hitters of all time. Um, and just, he, he, everyone thought, you know, waiting for the cliff for him to kind of tail off and he, you know, his whole career was, it never really happened. So uh, I'm thrilled that you have that on your list. Yeah, I, I have that on my list too. I have that at number three as well. Um, and just the curse of the Bambino, it doesn't get talked about that much anymore, but um, that curse, I feel like was the biggest like curse in sports history. The Red Sox hadn't won for forever. It seemed like they were never going to win. And I think the year before was the Aaron Boone uh, home run to like end the Red Sox season. And so it really just seemed like the Red Sox were never going to like win the world series. Um, and they need some, something crazy ha- to happen to break the curse. And, um, and yeah, down three, Oh, couldn't have been a crazier way. So that came in at number three for me as well. A uh, huge moment back then. It's just baseball seemed like a much more, um, it seemed like more people cared about it, to be honest, much more of a thing back then. So, and coming back three yeah. zero was absolutely unheard of. Like nobody had ever done it. Um, nobody's done it since. And uh, yeah, absolutely iconic. So that was that was my number two moment. Um, why don't you take us through your two? 
Yeah, my number two was uh, already talked about the Tiger winning the 2019 Masters, the ultimate comeback story in sports. And just, you know, you think about him coming off the green um, on 18, giving his son a hug. Um, same spot that he gave his dad a hug about 20 years before that. Um, and so, yeah, that was my number two. Mike, was what was your number two? My number two was the 2016 NCAA championship with Villanova and UNC. Um, Chris Jenkins hit the memorable three-pointer at the buzzer to win it. But I think a lot of people forget the 90-second sequence. It was just insane, particularly with Marcus Pidge hitting a double-clutch contested three-pointer to to tie the game with five seconds left. Um, just a crazy game, game, great game. Yeah, I thought that that one, I really wanted to put that on my list. Um, the Wisconsin games, I just that out a little bit. Um, just because like the, I think the players in that game were more uh, notable, but the ending of that um, 2016 Villanova uh, UNC uh, final game was insane. Um, and, and the Chris Jenkins shot will, you know, forever go down in history, but uh, didn't have that on in my 10th. Jerry, did you, did you have that in your 10th? So I did not have that in my 10th. I actually don't have looking over my list, any college basketball moments in my top 10. Uh, perhaps I should go back and look into that more so. Um, but as I was putting together a list, I thought what stuck out in my mind. Um, and so I know during the course of the regular season, I could tune in a little bit to college basketball and then obviously the NCAA tournament I'm glued to. Um, and so not having that depth of knowledge as much for college basketball, I didn't feel right to include it on my top 10 list. Yeah, totally. I mean, totally makes sense. It seems like college basketball is not a, that popular of a sport during the regular season, but I'm going to give kind of a hot take here. I think college basketball is my favorite sport to watch just because it's uh, super quick. I mean, the games are like two hours and, and um, there's a, there's a good amount of action. So um, don't sleep on college basketball, <laughs> especially the NCAA tournament. It's hard to beat. Yeah. Um, all right. All right so, so yeah, we're down to number one. Uh, the best sports moment um, of our lifetime. Um, Mike, hey, Mike, why don't you start us off? Sure. This is almost impossible to pick one moment at number one. I chose the 2006 Rose Bowl. It's a game that really jumped out to me. I'll, I'll remind you a little of the game. It was Texas and USC, just two incredible teams. Texas won on a Vince Young touchdown run with 12 seconds left to win by three. Um, the game featured Matt Leiner, Reggie Bush, Lendo White, who had three touchdowns, Dwayne Jarrett, you know, just an incredible game the whole way. Um, and it ended on a great play. Yeah. This one, didn't, this one didn't make my top 10, but uh, definitely a moment I look back on fondly. I remember, you know, at the schoolyard, I think I was in third grade, we would always play Texas versus USC. Um, and I, and I hated USC. Um, so I would always choose to be Texas and be Vince Young. And, and um, you, you can always think of him running into the, you know, the corner of the end zone there, uh, upset a star-studded team with Matt Liner, uh, Reggie Bush. Um, I just didn't put it in my top 10 because it wasn't like a national championship. Um, and it wasn't, um, it, I, you know, I, I, I might want to look back on that, but it just didn't make the cut for me. Yeah, not it was the respective championship at the time, but under a different format. But yeah, I get where you're coming for, 
from on that one. Jerry, sorry to cut you off there. Hey, no worries. Uh, so my number one, getting to it, no surprises here. I have a 1A and 1B, and it doesn't matter what order you put them in. It is two of the Patriots' championships because I can't pick between them. There's obviously the 28-3 to game where the Falcons blew it, or, you know, Brady came back, you know, will to win. And the 28-24 Malcolm Butler-Seahawks interception game. Um, I think, personally, like you're splitting hairs between them. Two very different games as we talked about in the first pod, if you listen to that. Uh, the first half of the 28 to three game was pretty boring, but again, there's never been a comeback like that. Hope there won't be again. Um, and then the 28 to 24 Malcolm Butler game, which is back and forth the entire way you learned basically who Malcolm Butler was overnight, became one of the most popular players in Boston history. Um, basically with just one play. Um, and then obviously you had the Marshawn Lynch could have ran it, who was pretty much the best running back at the time, uh, that year. And they chose to throw the ball. Um, just an indefensible decision. And so obviously like for me, both of those past Super Bowls are just two of my favorite memories and I can't pick between them. Yeah. I was, I was trying to figure out which one you were going to have at number one, just cause I knew you didn't have those other two or you didn't have those two uh, picked yet. So I guess this, this uh, solves the problem there, but um, yeah, definitely talked about in the last pod. Um, I think that comeback was the best comeback ever in a single game. So uh, that that made my list. Um, and, and yeah, Mike, what, what what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think it's a bit of a cop out, Jerry, to go with two at number one. I I don't really agree with that. But yeah, both games were incredible. We covered it quite quite a bit. Um, the comeback didn't quite make my list. The other one was, but yeah, both great games. Okay, so we're all in agreement. The Patriots have. should have uh, two top number one spots. So uh, with that being said, I'll give no. it to yeah, Tosh to give me. I don't agree with that. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair enough. But Tosh, I think uh, it's looking like you have a scorching hot take at number one. So so please. Yes, my number one. It wasn't necessarily a moment on the, on the uh, court or field, but uh, number one moment I think was LeBron James, uh, the decision – we were all watching that on ESPN uh, where he decided to screw over Cleveland, leave their fans, uh, leave the place he came from and the city that he was supposedly all about to take his talents to South beach um, and join up with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosch. Um, and, and this was my number one, just because I think this completely changed the NBA uh, probably forever. Um, and in, 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 I mean that in the sense that this allowed anyone to leave any situation they wanted and not feel bad about it. I mean, LeBron was from Cleveland. Uh, he hadn't won a championship there yet. Um, he was, you know, he would, he was all about Ohio and Cleveland and, and Akron. And he, and he basically just decided to screw them over on national television. Um, and so nothing would get as bad as that for players leaving teams. Um, and, and I think that led to, you know, KD leaving, Kyrie leaving, uh, so many other things in the NBA this led to. Um, and, then, and then the second point is that he did end up winning two titles on the Heat. Um, and I don't think if he had, if he had never left uh, Cleveland, I, I don't know if he would have won any championships. And, and I think that really uh, cemented his legacy. So I do think it was a good decision for him. Um, and, and I think it was the moment that I'll remember most uh, of any sports moment in my lifetime. Why didn't, why didn't you guys have this one on your list? 
I guess I was looking at more games than than free agency. I definitely agree. It's a huge moment, and I would have probably had it on my list if I was looking at, at it from that perspective. Yeah, I'm with Mike on that. I think that that LeBron decision goes a lot into the shock factor, and then you'd have to look at moments like Andrew Luck's surprise retirement, maybe not in a top 10, but you know it'd be in consideration. Um, and so I didn't, I wasn't really thinking of that in the category, but I definitely agree with you on the impact that it had for the entire NBA going forward. But I, I do have to disagree a little bit on the, uh, whether LeBron would, would have or would not have won the title. I think with that much greatness, eventually someone gets, or that, a player of that caliber gets a title. I mean, unless you're KD and you take the easy way out and join two other or almost three other, uh, superstars at the time. And, you know, you kind of get the chip the, the wrong way, if you will. But I think LeBron um, definitely would have won it at some point. All right, guys, let's get into our Mount Rushmore. So our top four um, moments of our lifetime. Uh, so there's there's three that we all had. Um, do do you guys want to include the three that we all had? There were the the Tiger winning the 2019 Masters, the Red Sox breaking the curse, and the Cubs World Series. Um, are those three? Uh, Jerry, do you think those three all deserve a spot on the Mount Rushmore? I think the Tiger winning the 2019 Masters has to be on the Mount Rushmore. I think the 04 Red Sox have to be there, and I think that leaves two open spots for us. Yeah, I agree. I'd say let's let's put the Cubs into the uh, shredder and decide if they deserve that. Mike, um, you good with that? Yeah, I'm in agreement there. All right, so we have two open spots. Let's throw out some candidates here. We have... You know, Tosh had the Ray Allen shot. We have the 3-1 Cavs. I'm going to advocate here for the 3-1 Cavs to get that spot. I, maybe Tosh is in disagreement. Mike, you might agree with that. Yeah, I agree with it. Um, no one bet, it, bet on the Cavs to come back there. Everyone said they were done. There was no chance. The Warriors were the best team possibly ever. And they came back and and showed the world they could do it. So I think they could be on there. Yeah, I might be outnumbered here, but um, I just don't think this finals ha- carries much more meaning than than the uh, other LeBron finals or other Steph finals or any other finals. Um, but uh, if you guys both are saying it should be in the Mount Rushmore, I gotta, I, I kind of am getting outvoted here. Sorry, I think it has to be on sorry, our lifetime. Sorry, Warrior fans, but um, <laughs> all right, yeah. we got one spot left. I think we have a few more events that we have a few of us that have it on there. So it, well, we all have one of the past Super have, Bowls, so it has to be. Yeah. I mean, which okay. Well, we also have the Iron Bowl. That's true. I mean, I'm gonna go with the Pats over the Iron Bowl, um, and then I, for me personally, it comes down to which Super Bowl you want to put on there. But I mean, you could argue it either way. Wait. So we're gonna have two Boston uh, moments in the match. Yeah, right it's looking that way. That's because we're the best. Well. But Tosh, I think that if we put another Boston moment in there, you know, looking at biggest moments in our lifetime, it should really be the Giants pulling off the biggest upset. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, Mike, I I could not agree more with that. I think that was the most memorable Super Bowl of my lifetime by far. Oh, my God. I'm losing my own game here. I think that's got to be on there. I don't see how it couldn't be with the David Tyree catch everything of the game. Yeah, the undefeated you know, Pats taking the L. Um, love love that in our Mount Rushmore. So I think you're outnumbered here, Jerry. 
Yeah, you know, no, it's going to have to be on the Mount Rushmore. It's definitely iconic seeing, you know, maybe the best team we've ever seen with Tom Brady um, losing, unfortunately, in that Super Bowl. So, all right, the Mount Rushmore then is Tiger winning the 2019 Masters, the 2004 Red Sox, the 3-1 to Cavs when they won the title in Game 7, and the 2007 Patriots-Giants Super Bowl where my Pats were defeated. That's a, that's a pretty solid top four there. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm not... I think all of us are a little bit unhappy with it, but uh, you know, I thought having two Boston teams on there would be good, and it turns out only only one of them is really good. So I'm gonna have to live with that. Yeah, we've had some good moments in our lifetime, boys, um, and I think those four sum it up pretty pretty well. Yeah, definitely. I I look forward to hopefully seeing some more come, you know, soon. Hopefully the NBA can start it up. Yeah, we'll see on that. But uh, if you if you do want to uh, tune in. Make sure you listen to our podcast about the NBA, uh, NBA's return and our NBA predictions, as well as always check out the new articles on uh, 2TVSports.com. Follow us on Twitter uh, at 2TVSports. Um, and for now, 2TV Sports signing off the mic.